This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and stay with us. Coming up later in the show, North Dakota Senate Majority Leader is going to join us. Earlier today, there was a hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee talking about uh, restricting the governor's executive emergency powers. We all know that's been a big, big conversation, so we're going to talk about that and much, much more with the Senate Majority Leader. We want to start with this. There's so much news happening right now, so what we're going to do tonight is simply stick to the facts, no speculation, but there's a lot that's been happening. It just broke moments ago, according to Kate Collins, uh, Kate Collins, excuse me, from CNN, that the first time today was when President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence actually saw each other and spoke since the riots at the Capitol back on January 6th. I think that's one thing that has many people questioning, you know, why wasn't there more communication between President Trump and Vice President Pence? I'm not going to speculate. You can make your own assertions there, but that this is the first time. Now, as I'm sure you're well aware as well, earlier today, the House has now said they want to put a vote on the floor regarding the 25th Amendment. If Vice President Mike Pence does not invoke the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump, the House wants to put a vote on that. It sounds like probably tomorrow night. They've also now put forward another articles of impeachment. Incitement to insurrection is what the basis of this articles of impeachment is going to be. Now, that name of the impeachment articles is very important. I'm going to explain why here in a moment. But um, articles of impeachment, incitement to insurrection, that vote is going to be on Wednesday. We're working to get Congressman Armstrong on the show uh, as quickly as we possibly can. Now, why is that important around the uh, incitement to an insurrection because we all know the conversation that's been taking place and just how horrific what took place at the Capitol on January 6th was. And we all know as well, President Trump, because he lost his Twitter uh, over the weekend and a lot of his social media, there's not been a lot of communication from him. Well, according to a Politico reporter, and I've seen this now on a few different Twitter feeds from reporters out there, but a Politico reporter says on a phone call earlier today, uh, by the way, there's now being reported 10 GOP members as well that will vote to impeach President Trump. Obviously, it's not a solid number until they vote, but it's being suggested that there's 10, many of those being led by Liz Cheney. But what this political reporter put out, and a few of the reporters have, is that Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, was on a phone call with President Trump. He was on a phone call then with many of the Republicans. He says that President Trump told him, meaning Kevin McCarthy, that he does bear some, some responsibility for the Capitol riots per this source. So again, that's what's being put out on Twitter, all right, from several different reporters. I personally have not verified that. I bring this up because if that bears out to be true that President Trump has communicated that, I shared with you last week that the U.S. Attorney out of the District of Columbia was suggesting that President Trump very easily could be part of this investigation and if indeed they find that, hey, this was an insurrection, President Trump bears some responsibility for it, I'm not an attorney. I don't know exactly where that can go. But again, I want to give you the facts. Some more facts, because there's been a lot of conversation about who actually was part of this insurrection. Many of you reached out to me last week and were suggesting that Antifa had infiltrated this insurrection. Up to this point, the FBI and the DOJ has not put out any evidence of that. Up to this point, okay? Representative Tim Ryan, he's out of Ohio, has now said that two Capitol Police officers have been 
suspended for their actions uh, in part of the riots last week. One other Capitol officer has been arrested already because of his, how he took part in these riots. There's another 10 to 15 that are under investigation. Another very, very important point because many of us were asking last week, how in the world did all these people storm the Capitol and get inside the House and especially the Senate chambers? Now we've got some Capitol Police officers that are under investigation. We'll keep you abreast on that. Also, the AP put out a story. This is up on social media if you want to check it out. Again, many of you suggested that Antifa had infiltrated this these riots. The AP article says, hey, it was mainly Trump supporters that stormed the Capitol. I would encourage you to read this article. Uh, some of the information in this article, they said they went through court records, social media, pictures. They did a lot of cross-referencing, but some of the texts that they found from some of the court records, I'm not going to repeat on TV. Let's just say I understand the reason, the desire to protest. Now you've got the FBI putting out an alert today that they're, they're, they're getting information that there's going to be uh, pro armed protesters in all 50 states leading up to the inauguration. I get the right to bear arms. If you're going to go out and protest, things are so hot right now. Please keep it peaceful. You have a right to peacefully assemble, all right? But if you're going to go out there and you're going to protest and you have a legal right to, to, to bear arms with that, some states you don't, but some you do, keep it peaceful. Let's settle this thing down. Let the legal process work. I don't know if you heard the news, but Governor Walz's son um, had to be taken from the, the mansion. I think it was last week this, was, this is being reported uh, because of what was happening with the protest. So please, everybody, settle down. The legal process will work. Let the investigations play out. Yes, protest. Just do it peacefully. Okay. Now, with all this, speaking about settling things down, Congressman Kelly Armstrong on Saturday put out a letter with other uh, colleagues um, asking Vice President, excuse me, President-elect Joe Biden to basically say this. And I'm going to read some of this for you because I think it's, it's a good piece here and it's important to know what our congressman is talking about. But he says, Dear Mr. President-elect, congratulations on your upcoming inauguration as the 46th President of the United States of America. As you well understand, America is intensely divided at this moment and people across the nation are frustrated and angered. We appreciate the occasions when you have called for healing our divisions. We write to suggest an important step you could take now to hasten this process. The undersigned members of Congress issued a joint statement on January 4th saying, hey, we're not going to oppose, oppose the Electoral College vote. Essentially, what they're asking here is, he says, in the spirit of healing and fidelity to our Constitution, they're asking President-elect Joe Biden to formally request that Speaker Pelosi discontinue efforts to impeach President Trump a second time. There's also a lot of reporting out there that one of the reasons they want to go through this impeachment so quickly is because it could potentially prevent uh, Donald Trump from ever running for another elected office. Follow the facts on what you're going to see coming out of these investigations from the Capitol. There's a lot of spin right now. Okay, I'm asking you to just, again, settle things down. Watch what comes out of the legal reports, whether it be the courts, police reports, whatnot. Follow those facts. And I'm, I'm going to leave it again. I don't want to speculate, but there's a lot of stuff potentially coming out that I think could shock a lot of us. So 
This was written on Saturday saying, hey, Mr. Joe Biden, Vice, you know, Mr. President, like, please speak out to Pelosi, ask her not to go through the impeachment. Uh, Vice, Vice President, President-elect Joe Biden uh, spoke today. I think he got a second vaccine shot. I want to share with, share with you a little bit of what he had to say regarding the impeachment proceedings. I had a discussion today with some of uh, some folks in the House and the Senate. And uh, the question is whether or not, for example, if the House moves forward, which they obviously are, with the impeachment and send it over to the Senate, uh, whether or not we have to check with can bifurcate this. Can we go half day on dealing with the impeachment and half day getting my people nominated and confirmed in the Senate, as well as uh, moving on the package? So you can hear there, obviously, uh, President-elect Joe Biden um, suggesting he's not going to reach out to Speaker Pelosi and tell her to stop the impeachment. Something they're going to carry that through, and we'll see how that plays out again. We're going to get Congressman Armstrong on soon. So last week, uh, it was January 7th, I believe, Senator Kevin Kramer had like a virtual press conference. There was news then about wanting to invoke the 25th Amendment, possibilities of articles of impeachment from Representative Elon Omar. So I asked Senator Kramer about this. this is a little bit longer clip. But just because, obviously, um, he's one of our congressional leaders here in the state of North Dakota, want to give you a chance to hear his point of view on the use, potential use, of the 25th Amendment and uh, with these articles of impeachment. You've got uh, Senator Schumer, Speaker Pelosi, suggesting the 25th Amendment. Uh, Elon Omar is going to be writing articles of impeachment. Where do you stand on the situation around the 25th Amendment right now? Well, Chris, first of all, um, one thing you can always count on, and I... <laughs> Believe me, they've never let me down. You can always count on Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi to overplay their hand, to go too far, to remind all of us why we ought to be suspicious of them being in power. And all I can say is, here they go again. And I used, you know, I used to always say um, Hillary Clinton was the gift that keeps on giving. Well, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are, are similarly that. You know, it's like they could take a victory lap, but instead they want to punch down. And so where I stand on the 25th Amendment issue is, first of all, we're two weeks from the inauguration, less than two weeks from the inauguration. Second of all, the 25th Amendment is not designed for moments like this. The 25th Amendment is designed for an incapacitation of the president of the United States, something like a stroke or, or surgery where, where the president goes under. He might you know, need to turn the country over to the vice president just to be sure you know, that he's going to come out of it. And, and that's what the 25th Amendment's for. It's not for moments like this. The other reason it's, it's not appropriate, in my view, is that Donald Trump, while his impulse is oftentimes um, extreme, shall we say, um, his passion oftentimes comes out in 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 certain ways that that might people might not like. I don't know why they're not used to it yet, but they might not like it. He is always he's more than capable, and he, I think he's demonstrated it even today of taking the step back, assessing the situation as it is at the moment, and and you know, responding to it. I think he's done exactly that, Chris. I think any notion of, 20, you know, invoking the 25th Amendment is inappropriate and goofy and probably politically stupid on their parts, but I can't help them on that. Um, with regard to Elon Omar uh, and impeachment, okay, <laughs> whatever. Why would I not be surprised? Um, I don't even see how you could do it in the time frame yeah. that, that's allowed. Plus, what, what would the articles be built on? There has, you know, there has to be a crime. Well, I'm not sure what the crime is.
just for clarity, that was last uh, Thursday, I believe. The days are running again, January 7th. The, the crime, obviously, is now these articles of impeachment. The uh, incitement to insurrection is what they're suggesting within these articles of impeachment. We'll keep you abreast. Again, follow the facts because there is so much that's coming out. If it's true that President Trump said to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy that, yes, I bear some responsibility for what took place at the Capitol, I think we all can agree he needs to be held accountable for that. I think we all can say, yes, there needs to be some way, shape, or form, whether it's impeachment or maybe, again, maybe it's through the U.S. Attorney out of D.C. I, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. But there needs to be some accountability if, indeed, uh, that was said and President Trump sees that to be true. Now, speaking about keeping things true, I also, if you watched 60 Minutes last night, you know that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was on there. But also, after that, you have the Georgia Secretary of State and then Gabriel Sterling, also a, a high-level um, election official out of Georgia, was on there as well because they wanted to talk to them about the phone call that President Trump had with them about going out and getting the 11,900 votes, whatever it was. I'm sure you saw that information. Now, what I want to share with you is this, though, because, again, there's so much information that is coming at us so quickly. And one of the things that you and I, I know we've seen, is that video in Georgia. Remember those ballot boxes? They went under the, the tables. And then the, the, the conversation was that they asked people to leave. Then they went back and grabbed these uh, ballots. And then they put them through. President Trump had even suggested in the phone call with the Georgia Secretary of State that they put them through three times. So I tried to do fact checks on that. I mean, it, it, there was such spin around this video that it was hard to really get to the truth. Now, Mr. Sterling was on 60 Minutes last night. He's got his point of view on what took place. Again, I don't know if it's a 1,000% true or not. All I know is he was on there. There is right now a lawsuit between the state of Georgia and President Trump of the United States. So if you are under impending lawsuit, it's hard for me to believe that someone's going to go on national TV and lie, knowing that you are within the, the confines of this lawsuit. So again, I'm not saying that this is 1,000% truth. All I'm saying it was on 60 Minutes, they seem to do a pretty good job. But this gentleman, Mr. Sterling, goes through that video and has a much different point of view, let's say, than uh, Rudy Giuliani. Here it is. How would you describe the president's claims of vote fraud in Georgia? Fantastical, unreasonable, uh, lacking in any factual reality. Gabriel Sterling, also a Republican and a Trump voter, is the chief operating officer for the Secretary of State. So you can see... He walked us through surveillance video that the president and his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, use as their slam-dunk evidence. There's no uh, response. None. Here, Giuliani is explaining to Georgia state senators his selectively edited version of the video. And when you look at what you saw on the video, which to me was a smoking gun, powerful smoking gun, well, I don't, don't have to be a genius to figure out what happened. And I, I don't have to be a genius to figure out that those votes are not legitimate votes. In national ads, the Trump campaign shows just a clip of the video that reveals cases filled with ballots being removed from under a table. America deserved an honest election. This is what they got. Suitcases of ballots added in secret in Georgia. Gabriel Sterling showed us that Rudy Giuliani was right. You don't have to be a genius to figure out what happened when you look at all of the video. 
Sterling says the election workers were told before 10 o'clock election night that they would be going home and would finish the count the next day. It's before 10. The observers in the press are still in the room to see all of this occur. With Republican and Democratic observers visible on the video, the still uncounted ballots were placed in official boxes which were labeled, locked with tamper-proof seals, and stored below the table. This is where they're packing up because they think they're going home. They're packing up to seal them so that nobody can you know, mess with the ballots when no one's there. But less than an hour after the boxes were stored, Sterling says the staff was told they would have to keep counting through the night. So the ballots were pulled out and counted. Really Sterling told us President Trump's team had always had the entire unedited video. From my point of view, they intentionally misled the state senators, the people of Georgia and the people of the United States about this to cause this conspiracy theory to keep going and keep the disinformation going, which has caused this environment that we're seeing today. Are you saying they lied to yes. the Georgia State Senate? I'm saying Rudy Giuliani looked them in the eye and lied. So we're getting some great feedback here. Producer AJ texts me, she's like, hey, I just want you to know that the mono is coming off a little bit like we are you know, walking on eggshells to dance around this. Like I said tonight, we're just getting to the facts. It's such a tinderbox right now in this nation that, yeah, part of me is saying, hey, we, we need to take a step back here, walk slowly, see what the facts bear out. We're giving you another point of view there from Mr. Sterling. That's the object tonight. Let's watch what's happening here, be open to what the facts bear out. I think that's the most important thing we can do right now, considering how tense things are in our nation. All right, stay with us when we come back. North Dakota Senate Majority Leader Rich Wardner is going to join us. Love to know your point of view there and what you heard there in tonight's monologue. Please share your point of view with us. We'll be right back. <laughs>